KMTT, new week, today's Monday, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah, and today's share as every Monday in this semester, Hilchot Tefillah by Harav Yair Khan. KMT Shiurim for this month, month of Shvat, are being broadcast, Le'ilui Nishmat Harav Avraham Yitzchak Ben Chaim Yehuda, and Chonor Reuven Ben Moshe Chaim. In the introductory shirim in this series, we began with the mitzvah of Chatzotzros, which combines the Indian of Tefillah Vishasara with the idea of shira at times of uh, Simcha and Yom Tov. Basically, we looked at that as one, the mitzvah of uh, saying slichos on Yimei Tanis, and the other, which at least according to the Ramban, expresses itself in the mitzvah of saying shira and uh, Hallel, on Yom Tovim. Uh, in today's year, we will begin with uh, Tefillah per se. Uh, the Tefillah that I want to begin with is uh, Tefillah's Arvis. Um, and I'd like to begin with the Gemara in Brachos, and Afchav Zayin Amad Beis. The Gemara begins with a quote from the Brisa, Tefillah's Ha'erev Ein Lakeva. Tefillah's Ha'erev doesn't have any specific time. The Gemara asks, Mai Ein Lakeva? Ilein Madi Bay Matzli Kulalelia if all it comes to do is to tell you that you could daven mar of the entire night and there's no specific time frame, listen to Tfilas of Kalalayla, then it should simply say that the Tfilas Marv can be done the entire night. Elamai in Lakeva, what does it mean, Ein Lakeva? It has no specific kavua place. Kimanda Amar Tfilas Arvis Rishus. What it means is it refers to the fact that Tfilas Arvis is not obligatory, but rather it's volitional. The Amr of Yehuda Mashmuel, Tfilas Arvis, Ram Gamliel, Amrachova, Rabbi Yoshua, Amrashus. There's a machlokes, Tanoim, between Ram Gamliel and Rabbi Yoshua. According to Ram Gamliel, Tfilas Arvis is in fact obligatory, like Shachrus and Mincha. Well, according to Rabbi Yoshua, Shachrus and Mincha are obligatory. However, Tfilas Arvis is volitional. Tan Rabbanan. Now the Gemara brings a brisa that talks about an incident that occurred between Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamliel that revolved around this machlokas. Masa betalmud echad shebalafnei Rabbi Yoshua amalot tefilas arvis rishusachova. He was a student who came to Rabbi Yoshua and asked him, "Is tefilas arvis is it rishus or is it chova?" Amalei rishus. He said, "It's rishus. There is no chova. There is no obligation." Balafnei Rabbi Gamliel amalot tefilas arvis rishusachova. Then the, this Talmud subsequently went to Rabbi Gamliel and asked the same question. Amar lo chova. So Rabbi Gamliel answered, no, it's an, it's an obligation. Amar lo, hello Rabbi Yeshua, Amar li rishos. Rabbi Yeshua told me the opposite. He said that it's not a chova, that it's only volitional. Amar lo, hamtein ad sheikansu bali tris in the base medrash, let's wait till the base medrash fills up. And that when the base medrash filled up, Amar hashoel v'sha'al tefilas arvis v'shtis chova. When everybody gathered in the base medrash, so the questioner asked in front of everybody, "Is tefilas arvis rishus or chova?" Am la Rambam Liel, so Rambam Liel, who had staged the said chova, and then Rambam Liel said to everybody that was around, "Am la Rambam Liel lechachamim klum biyesh adam shecholik b'davarze." Is there anybody that challenges me on this pesach? Am la Rabbi Yeshua alav. So Rabbi Yeshua himself, who had told this fellow that it's rishus, said no. Amalo, Valomishimcha Amr Li Rishus. 
How can you say that? I heard in your name that you said it wasn't a chova, that it's a shus. So when Gamliel, who was the, the Nasi, and uh, therefore he had authority, he told, he commanded Rabbi Yeshua to get up so that there would be somebody who would bring witness against him, testify against him. So Rabbi Yeshua got up and he said, you don't have to testify. If I'd be alive and this fellow would be dead, I would be able to, to deny it. However, since I'm alive and he's alive, I won't be able to deny it. He can contradict what I said. So Gamliel went on and on trying to prove through one drasha and another drasha that Tfilas Arvis is Chova. Rabbi Yeshua Omer al-Raglav, and the entire time Rabbi Yeshua was forced to stand up in front of Rabbi Gamliel, who was sitting down and bringing one point after another, until everybody started getting very, very upset that, uh, that this was going on. And they told what was going on. Uh, and then Torgman said, stop, and then, this all, and then the entire event stopped. It's a very fascinating story regarding the relationship between Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamliel. Uh, what happened in the wake of this story is that Rabbi Gamliel was taken down from power and Rabbi Azai was put in his place and there's an entire story of what went on and there are many stories between Rabbi Shum and Ram Gamliel. Um, the question that I would last, like to ask is th- this was a very, very central um, was, was very central historically. What was so important about that, this machlokas that it became such an important issue? And because of this question whether it feels Arvis is Chova Arishus uh, Ram Gamliel, first of all, embarrassed uh, Rabbi Yushua publicly, and eventually he was dethroned. We would think the question feels Aris, whether it's Chov or whether it's Shush, is not such an important issue. According to most Rishonim, according to everybody, dominating three times a day is only a Mitzvah Midrabanan, and whether they commanded this Midrabanan or whether it's Rishus is not doesn't seem to be such a, a, a um, an important issue. Um, I'm going to put this question aside right now and uh, begin to discuss the broader issue of the whole idea of the obligation of the mitzvah of tefillah in general. Um, after a short discussion about the mitzvah of tefillah in general, we'll eventually come to analyze what tefillah's arvis and the idea of tefillah's arvis versus orchova. We'll begin with the Machlokas between the famous, the famous machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban. According to the Rambam, the mitzvah of tefillah is biblical, it's midoraisa. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs, Mitzvahs Asei, Hey, uh, says as follows He should sivanu la of do, ukfar nichbalt sivuize paamim, vamro vavaritim at a shemo kechem, vamar votota avodu, vamar votota avod, vamar ula of do. Many times it says that we should worship Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Alpha Pishazat Sivoy who gamkim in Atsivuim Hakolim. The idea of worship is is a very very broad term. Kemoshe Biyanu B'Shorish Dalid. He ne Yesh Ba'Yichud, but it has one specific or a few specific applications. It's not just in general to worship God when you when you take Dalaminim, you're worshiping Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When you eat Matzah on Pesach, you're worshiping Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Um, what does it mean to worship Hakadosh Baruch Hu? 
It has a specific expression, that we were commanded to pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In different places it says, to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Talmud means to learn. You worship Kakrash Baruch Hu through learning his Torah, and you worship Kakrash Baruch Hu by being mispalel to Kakrash Baruch Hu in the Mikdash. Okay, that's the Rabbim in Sefer Mitzvahs. He claims that the mitzvah to daven once a day is a mitzvah mina Torah. Davening three times a day is a takana midrabanan, but the basic mitzvah mina Torah is to daven once a day, um, and there's no specific uh, nisuach for that tefillah. Uh, the nisuach, the, the, the text of the tefillah, is something that's also a later takana of Lanshei Knesset Agdola, but the idea of davening once a day, that is a mitzvah mina Torah according to the Rambam. The Ramban uh, argues and uh, writes as follows: We don't agree on this point. Many times it says in the Gemara that Tfila is rabbinic, and he brings a number of examples regarding a Baal Keri, somebody who is impure, ritually impure. That nevertheless, although he should not daven, but he should say Kriyashma and he should say Berchas and the Gemara explains what's the difference. Kriyashma Because Kriyashma is biblical, Berchasamazon is biblical, however, Tfila is Drabanan. Vamu Od, in the case of Safik, if you don't remember if you said Kriyashma or if you davened, what do you do? Safik Kara Kriyashma Safik Lokara, Kriyashma Chozevakore. Chozevakore Kriyashma. Safik is Pal, Safik Law is Pal, Eno Chozevakore is Pal. Why? Why do you repeat regarding Kriyashma and you do not repeat regarding Tfila? The Kriyashma da Oraisa. Tfila drabanan. We always say Safek drabanan lekula. If we have a Safek regarding Mr. Drabanan, so we don't have to repeat it. However, if it's a Safek da Oraisa lechumra, if it's a biblical mitzvah and we, we're not sure, then we have to, we can't play our, we, 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 have, we have to repeat in order to make sure, to ensure that we're Makayim the mitzvah. So again, the Gemara says that Tfila drabanan and Kriyashma Doraisa. And it brings a number of different examples. The, uh, in general, the Rambam probably will not have that much difficulty answering the questions of the Ramban because he admits that three tefillos a day are drabanan. Once you were davened, once a day, b'cholashon, you know, not, not using even the specific text, you were already makayim the mitzvah midaraisa of tefillah. So, if you, you're not sure whether you daven mincha, yes or no, there, you know, davening mincha or davening shachris would be a mitzvah drabanan, as long as one point in the day you daven. But any particular tefillah would be drabanan. Um, and the same is true regarding a balkari, regarding any particular tefillah, that would be drabanan, while kriyashma, morning and night, is a mitzvah da'oraisa. So the Rambam probably would not be that upset by uh, the barrage of questions which the Ramban throws at the Rambam. But nevertheless, there is a machlokas here between the Rambam and the Ramban, whether the mitzvah of tefillah is the Raisu or the Rabbanan. Elavadai, the Ramban continues, Kol enochova, klal. We're not obligated from the Torah to Davin. 
אבל הוא ממידות חסר הבורא יתברך עלינו, ששומע ועונה בכל קראנו אליו. It's not an obligation that the Torah imposed upon us, but it's, a, it's an opportunity. It's chesed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his, in, 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 in his chesed, gave us the ability, the opportunity of, of, of davening. V'ikar ha'kasuv lo'av d'buch ha'levavchem, mitzvat ha'seh sh'tiyeh kol avodotenu, l'kel yitbarach b'chol avavenu. It's a general commandment that we should worship God with all our heart, but it has nothing to do with tefillah. And then he relates to the Sifrei, the, uh, the Rambam quoted Sifrei, Ula Ovdo B'chalvavchem Zot Tfila. Uma Shadosh B'chalvavchem Zot Tfila. Uma Shadosh B'chalvavchem Zot Tfila. Asmachtahi. It's not to be taken seriously. The Chazal simply used the term in order to perhaps strengthen the mitzvah of Tfila, but the, 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 uh, the uh, Sifrei did not mean it seriously. O, an alternate shot. Loma Shemachlala Vodu Shalmot Namator Vnit Palel Elab Beit Hatzarot Vitya Inenu Vlibenu Elab or perhaps it's not referring to the midst of tefillah every day, once a day, but rather it's referring to the midst of tefillah when we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu at times of crisis. Right? In the first year we learned that according to the Ramban, the midst of Chatzoso is to, to uh, blow the, the trumpets at times of crisis is basically a midst of tefillah, both according to the Rambam as well as according to the Ramban. So if it means it doesn't mean tefillah every day. But in times of crisis, there's a special mitzvah to be misfiled to HaKadosh Baruch Hu during times of, of calamity and times of crisis. And that's what this Pasuk is referring to. And therefore, the Ramban argues on the Rambam. He says the mitzvah of tefillah is Rabbanan. Either the drasha is an asmachta, or the drasha is referring to the mitzvah of tefillah be'istzara, basically the slichos on, on tanios. Okay, that's the shita of the of the Ramban. In order to understand the or appreciate the machlokus between the Ram and the Ramban, um, I think it would be probably worthwhile and instructive to take a look at the Gemara in Brachos on Dafchavavim and Beis. The Gemara there discusses. What is the paradigm for Shachos Mincha Marv? Davening three times a day, where do we, what, where, where's the paradigm for those three tefillot? Itmar, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, Amar, Tfilos, Avotiknum. Avram was Matakein Shachris, Yitzchak was Matakein Mincha, and Yaakov was Matakein Marv. So basically, we, the, the paradigm, we pattern our three tefillos a day after the tefillos of the Avos. Okay, that's one position. The other position is tefillos keneged tmidim teknum. There, in the Mikdash, you would bring a karban tamid in the morning, you would bring a karban tamid shalbein arbayim in the afternoon, and at night, you would, all the emurim, all the pieces of meat and fat that have to be nikrav on the mezbeach, that would be nikrav all through the night. So, in other words, the, the Mizbeach was, was active in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. And parallel to those three points, we have a Tfilas Shacharis, a Tfilas Mincha, and a Tfilas Arvis. Okay, that's basically the Gemara. The using the Karbanos as a paradigm for Tfilah, I think, is very, very interesting. Um, and I think. Uh, if we would take this 
pa- this parallel seriously, I think it would give us a different perspective on tefillah. Basically, mikdash, what we do in the mikdash, is an act of worship. Uh, and we do it as an, because we're obligated. And we do it as a servant coming in a way to, to serve our master. That idea of tefillah as a service, service of the heart, avodah shebelev, comes also with a sense of obligation that this is what we're obligated to do. This is an act of worship, an act of service, and therefore we're obligated to do this to, for, uh, to our master. In the Beis HaMikdash, that act of service was through Karbanos, to meet him. In, when we don't have the Beis HaMikdash on the individual plane, so that act of worship is done through tefillah. When the Rambam understands that there's a mitzvah of tefillah to daven once a day, midah araisa, and he learns it out from Mula Ovda Bukhalavavchem. Basically, he's looking at tefillah as an act of worship, as, as something that one is obligated to do in order to serve and worship his master. Basically, according to the Rambam, you have two different mitzvahs of tefillah, and they're coming from two totally different perspectives. You have one mitzvah of tefillah, which is every day which is an act of worship, and it's constant, and one has to always do it, and one can't miss even a day. And then you have tefillah, which is b'shas sarab, which is not an act of worship, but an act of crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he should hear our tefillahs and he should answer them. Those are two, two totally different perspectives. And therefore, according to the Rambam, there are basically two mitzvot of tefillah. Or one is a mitzvah of tefillah as worship, and the other is a mitzvah of, of za'aka, of crying out, out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So although they're both done verbally by standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Kaviyachol speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the content of those two, different, two mitzvot are very, very different and very distinct. The Ramban basically collapsed the two. And he said, as far as the Torah is concerned, the whole mitzvah of tefillah basically is one of bakasha one of crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and telling him our, our needs. And therefore, according to the Ramban, the is taken and twisted not to be referring to worship, but rather to be, if it, it's taken seriously, it refers to Tefillah Be'ez Sarah. That's what the Ramban says. Um, I'll go back and quote it again. Either it's a smachta or... The worship is expressed not through serving him, but through turning to him in times of, of need. That's the type of worship that you have over here, that, that, I'm, that I'm dependent upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do I express my worship? By being dependent upon him, but not by doing an act of service or worship. So basically the Ramban is looking at tefillah, as, as Bakasha and Sa'aka, uh, while the Rambam is looking at tefillah as worship and service. I'm talking about tefillah every day. The Ramban agrees that there is also this idea of Bakasha and Sa'aka, but that's only limited to Eissara. So basically, the Rambam has two different types of tefillah, Za'aka Be'eissara on the one hand, and service, Avoda Shebelev on the other hand. Well, according to Ramban, Midaraisa, there's only one type of tefillah, which is Bakasha, and if we take a look at the, at, um, 
the Ramban uh, in uh, his Asaga to the Rambam in Shorsh Aleph he says he needed that told search in a fight for no more she needs to be sold this power of Chris Baruch who is she actually men who love a do it alem is a lot of the appeal of an of Tachanotam the it's a ham here the Ramban referring to the sheet of the Rambam the business Daraisa he says you who say that you have to dive in every day take a look at how the Ramban describes Trila as the ability to be all our requests and to be our in other words man is always in a constant state of need so as far as national calamity is concerned so collectively as a nation there's a, there's a sense of need but every day there are things that man needs and we need and we need and we need and therefore according to the Ramban well according to the Ramban maybe the Raisa the Ramban interprets the Rambam as being mapil tachanuneinu, as being mevakesh. But according to the Rambam, it's the, the essence of tefillah is not pakasha, the essence of tefillah is avoda. Okay. Let's take a look at um, at a Mishnah in Brachos Tafchasim Beis. Ram Gamliel Omer B'chol Yom V'Yom V'spel Adam Shmona Esrei Every day you say 18 brachos The same brachos every day three times a day Rabbi Yoshua Omer Me'ein Shmona Esrei According to Rabbi Yoshua you can make a shortened version but really it's the same text every day three times a day Rabbi Akiva Omer you know, When will you do the shortened version or the long version? Im Shigura Tefillah Teinu B'fiv Then you do the long version However if they'll get confused do the short version Okay Rabbi Lezer Omer all of a sudden, Rabbi Lazar says, if you make your tefillah something kavua, then it lacks that quality of being tachanunim. What, what just happened over here? You have Ram Gamliel that talks about tefillah, Shmona Esrei, three times a day, one specific text. You're talking about saying the same thing day after day, three times a day till it becomes routine. And then all of a sudden you have Rebbe say, wait one second, there's a problem over here. The problem is that by so doing, tefillah is becoming too kavua. And it's losing the quality of being tachanunim. Rabbi Yoshua says, makom sakana Right? Here also you have a shortened version of tefillah. But this tefillah, which Rabbi Yeshua talks about, is a tefillah that's referring to a specific uh, state of tzara that you find yourself in. You're going, you're walking in a makam sakana, so you say a quick tefillah in order that you should be protected. You're crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The me'en yudches, He's saying the same, the Baruch Haleinu and the Rifa'inu and the Slachlanu. He's saying the same text in a shortened version as opposed to a long version. Right? The Me'en Shmona Esrei is the same text every day and it doesn't relate to any specific dilemma that one finds himself in. While the Tefillah Tzara of Rabbi Yoshua is relating to a specific problem that one finds himself in and it's a response to that specific need. So there's a bit of tension in the Mishnah, going from a tefillah which is very, very, very kavua to a tefillah so kavei, tefillah so tachanunim. 
the Gemara does something interesting. On Chav Tesimon Beis, the Gemara says, "My keva, I'm Rabbi Yaakov Baridi, I'm Rabbi Yoshia, kol shatfilaso domalov kimasoi." If you feel that you know it, you're obligated to to daven and you feel it's imposed upon you, and you're just doing it to potter yourself, that's tilaso keva. If you don't say it out of a sense of of, of crying out and, and need, Rabbi Rav Yosef the Amitavayu calls sheinu yachol chadish badavar. If you can't add anything personal into the tefila, then it's keva. I'm Rav Zera ani yachol lechadish b'amilta, but I'm afraid to because I might get confused. So all of a sudden you have to shift back. That it has to be the same text day after day, and therefore we don't want to get confused. So don't add anything new. Abai bar Abin, Rab Chanina bar Abin, Dami Tavayu, Kol She'enu Mispalm Dum Dumei Chama, Da'am Rab Chia, Mitzel Mispalm Im Dum Dumei Chama. When you daven, you should daven Shachris Kivatikin, when the sun rises, you should daven Mincha as the sun is setting, and you should do it when all of a sudden you see the grandeur of nature, and then it will have some extra special meaning. Basically, what this Gemara is trying to do is within the context of those same 18 brachas that we say day after day, is trying to instill within it the sense of tachanunim as well. That it should be something special. It shouldn't be mitzvos anashim lumada, something that we, we do out of routine and out of sense of obligation, but it should have some meaning as well. That's the tension that one has in the Mishnah and, and, and the response in the Gemara. In other words, the Gemara doesn't suggest except for Chirish Davar, that one should all of a sudden just have some very subjective type of a davening, maybe add something subjective, or add some kind of an element which will make it more personal and more meaningful, but it tries to find a way with, where within the, that, the, the, that constant text of Shmona Brachos, there'll be some extra subjective meaning and feeling as well. Okay, so again, over here, what you have is a tension between these two different ideas. Tefillah as a sense of obligation, as a sense of masoy. I'm doing it as an act of service because I'm obligated. And by so doing, I, 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 that's the way in which I worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu. On the other hand, tefillah should ideally also be something in which man feels that he needs to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and takes advantage of that opportunity to, to cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and, and pray for all his needs. So here, both in the Tanaim and later on in the Amarayim, you have an attempt at trying to bridge the gap, perhaps, between the way I presented the Shita of the Rambam as opposed to the Shita of the Ramban. Okay, now let's take a look at uh, an interesting halacha. Brachos Chaf Aleph, the Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda Mashmuel, Haya you went in, you daven mincha already, you went to a shul, you didn't realize that you daven, you start daven mincha again, you have to stop in the middle of a bracha, you can't continue. If you go into a shul and you do remember that you daven, but you see that they're davening and you want to join them, if you can add something, you can machadish badavar, then you can daven again with them, and that's what's known as a tefilas nedava. Okay, we, we are, we're now not to say a tefilas nedava, but that's known as a tefilas nedava. In other words, you're able to add something subjective over and beyond the regular Shemona Esrei. So you have something very interesting. 
if you were in the middle of da- you didn't realize that you already davened, you have to stop in the middle of the bracha, and you can't continue and add something personal. You have to stop in the middle of the bracha. However, if you began the bracha as a tefillas nadava, then you can continue. What makes it into tefillas nadava? If you could add something personal. Okay, the question is, why can't I simply, I, I started davening, I didn't realize, I thought I, I thought I d- didn't daven yet. I started davening. Okay, all of a sudden I realized that I davened. Let me continue and add something in, in Shomayat Tefillah. Why not? The answer is that these two ideas of Tefillah Chova and Tefillah Nadava are two opposite ideas. Tefillah Chova, at least the way I'm interpreting it according to the Rambam, is based on the idea of worship and service and you do it out of a sense of obligation. And if you already fulfilled your obligation, you cannot continue. If you began the tefillah as an act of service, then you must stop, because you already, you already completed your service. On the other hand, if you realize that you davened, and you want to say it as a tefillah nadava, tefillah nadava, the root of tefillah nadava certainly is coming as something which I, I, I ask for on a personal level in order that God should fulfill my requests. Tefillah Sandava, one is not coming from the perspective of obligation and service because he's not obligated to do it. Tefillah Sandava comes from the idea of Tefillah Be'ezzara. It's the, the, the other paradigm that you're davening out of need and out of volition because you, you feel that you have a need and, 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 and a will that you want to daven, not out of obligation and service. So these two different ideas, Tefillah Chove and Tefillah Sandava, are two opposite ideas. You can't start a Tefillah thinking and that, that it's a tefillah schova, and then change it all of a sudden into a tefillah nadava. On the other hand, if you begin as a tefillah nadava, then you can continue. So here you have this idea of the Kharish badava regarding tefillah nadava, which is exactly what they tried to, what, what, what the Amorim tried to stick in to the Shemona Esrei Brachos of tefillah schova to make it something more, more real, something more spiritual, something more meaningful on a subjective level. They tried to add within the Tfilas Chova, which we're obligated to do, the element of Nedava as well, that we're adding in some kind of a, a, a more meaningful uh, turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu out of a sense of need. But nevertheless, the, when, when one davens, the Tfilas Chova, objectively, is defined as a Tfilas Chova. And even, you know, if you have something that you want to add, once you began it as a, as a Tfilas Chova, if you realize that you davened already, you have to stop in the middle of your Tfilah. Okay, I'll, I'll just end with uh, a Rambam that in Perigir Alachavav, Mishnah's topic in Mispalel, in Lois Palel, Eino Chozer Mispalel. If what is not sure if you daven or not, then you don't daven again. Elim came Mispalel Tfilazu Al Dashehinedava. Unless when daven is this Tfilah with intent that it should be a tefillah sandava. In cases, he's not chayiv, it should be a tefillah sandava. Shemratza yachad ispal kol yom, tefillah sandava yispal, because one is allowed to add tefillah sandava above and beyond the regular tefillah schova. Mishaya omid b'tefillah miskar shekfal ispalel, the halach we saw, if you, if you daven and you realize all of a sudden in the middle that you're ready davened, posek afilu be'em tzabracha. Ve'im ha'isa tefillah s'arvis eno posek. However, if tefillah s'arvis, even though we paskin, we pass in Tfilas Arvis is Rishos, but the Ram says, we already accepted upon ourselves to daven, and, you're not, and, and therefore we, we have to daven Marv. It's a chova for us, right? We already accepted the min of Yisrael is to daven Marv as, uh, as a chova. 
I'm sorry, not as a chovah. We're obligated to daven to feel smarav. The Afal became Nagu Kaisaba Chomakos was the same, the spell Arvis, the Kivua Alem Kitfilas Chova. And therefore, we don't have any choice. Everybody has to dive in Marv whether one wants to or not. Nevertheless, if one went to, to Shul at night and started diving Marv, he thought he, he didn't realize that he dove in, and all of a sudden he realized he dove in the middle, he doesn't have to stop. What do you mean, Enachova? Now, all of a sudden, that all Amisol were macabre upon themselves to dive in Marv, you do have a sense of obligation. And the Rabbit says, Amar Ram, Enkan Nachasuach. The answer is that Tfilas Mariv, if we pass on that to Shus, what it means is that Tfilas Mariv is not a question whether you're obligated or not. If it comes as an obligation, then it's an act of service and an act of worship. On the other hand, if Tfilas Arvis is Rishus, that means Tfilas Arvis, basically, which is a Tfilas that we dive in at night. And night symbolically is the unknown. Night is Tzara. Night is the Tfilas that we dive in out of a sense of need. So the Rabbi Yeshua said there's one tefillah that we dive in every day out of a sense of need, and therefore it can't be something that's imposed upon us as an obligation, because it's not service. Shachris mincha, that's an act of service. Mariv is rishus, right? And that's why the term in the, in the, in the Brisa is tefillah mariv ein lakeva. And from ein lakeva they learn that tefillah mariv is rishus. What does ein lakeva mean? As opposed to kol shoset tefillah lakeva ein tefillah tachanunim. Ein lakeva means that it's not something objective, objective act of service which one is obliged to do. Rather, tefillas avis ein lakeva means that it's a tefillah which is basically tachanunim. It's one of tachanunim. That's the nature of tefillas avis. And therefore, since even if we accept upon ourselves uh, the minag yisrael to daven tefillas avis every night, we have no choice, but what we accept upon ourselves is to daven a tefillah which in its very nature, is the tefillah of tachanunim, as opposed to the tefillah of service. So Arvis is more similar in this vein to the tefillah that we have based Sarah, the tefillah that we have, which is, comes to, to uh, fill our need when we have a sense of calamity and we pray to our Kaddish Baruch Hu that he should listen to our prayers. While the Ula of the B'chol Vavchim, according to the Rambam, is a tefillah which is rooted in service, in worship, in obligation, and therefore the entire nature of tefillah is one which is more avodah shavalev than one which is bakasha and tachanunim. Those are the two different types of tefillah that we have, one which is based on lo'avdu b'chol and the other which is based on alatzar eschem v'hari osem b'chatzotzos. From there we learn the, the mitzvah of za'aka be'ez tzara.